is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Monday, August 13th, 2018, and my guest is no other than Rich Woods of Neowin. Hi, Rich. How are you? Hi, Miriam. I'm great. I'm uh, super psyched to be here. Thanks for being on. I'm really excited. Um, we kind of got to know each other a little bit on that Huawei trip to Europe in June, and I've been wanting to have you on the show because, you know, I've been reading your stories and articles, and I love how you have a really good balance between, you know, phones and laptops and stuff that I don't necessarily, you know, review, like gaming machines. Yeah, I review a little bit of everything. It, it, gets, uh, it gets overwhelming at times. Yeah, you know, it's good. I mean, it, variety is the spice of life, as they say. So absolutely. Why not? All right. Well, so um, you saw the topics. I really want to talk mostly about the Note 9 today. But then <laughs> a bunch of other things that have come up in the news that are kind of, I guess, newsworthy, if you want to call them that. Um, the, so, the, so you were at the event. I wasn't able to go to New York for this because, you know, as a small publication, I rely on sponsorships and nobody was uh, interested in sponsoring me. Um, okay. I wasn't able to secure travel and accommodation, so I couldn't make it. Uh, and I regret it a little bit. Did they give you review units at all? They did. Well, they gave some people review units. I didn't get one, but um, I did get to, to play with it while I was there. Have, have you gotten to play with one at all? No, I haven't at all had a chance to um, to try it out, sadly. Okay. So that's kind of why I want your feedback and input. <laughs> so, you know, you've used a P20 Pro extensively. Uh, I know you right. use other phones and review them. What, what's your take on the Note 9? So I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a big fan of the, the, the more recent Galaxy Note phones. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't like how they, they, what is it? It's 18 by 18.7 by nine now. Yeah. And, and to me with, with very narrow bezels on the sides, it doesn't work to, to use it with a pen. Like I, I actually take notes with a pen on a digital screen pretty often at, at events and your hand gets in the way when, when you do that. And to me, it, it doesn't make sense that the note really even exists. It, it doesn't need its own event anymore. This could have been an S9 Plus with an S Pen. Because, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I feel, I feel the same way in the sense that, you know, just like with the Galaxy S9 Plus and S9 versus the S8, the Note 9 is really very evolutionary. I mean, what else do you expect, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard yeah. to beat that. I, I, I personally do don't... I love the Bluetooth features that they that they put in the pen, though. I mean, using that as a remote for your phone is is pretty cool because they have decks that you can do PowerPoint presentations with, and um, as a shutter button for the phone. I mean, that, that's a cool idea. I just, I honestly just wish they they kept it as sixteen by nine, so it's a little wider and it's a little more comfortable to just write on. Well, the did you use it? Did you use the Note Eight last year? I did. I reviewed it, and and that was probably my biggest complaint about it. It doesn't need an That's edge That's interesting display. because the edges were the same thickness, so I don't understand why being, it being taller would be an issue for you with the pen. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of the, the lack of bezels and the edge display that, that I don't like because your fingers just kind of get in the way. Where I, I really like the Galaxy Note 5 where it actually kind of had a little bit of bezels and your hands just didn't get in the way when you write on the screen. And... um 
So would you, okay, so, so I don't think an as, it's an aspect ratio issue. I think what you're saying is that you don't want the edge display and you don't, you want a slightly wider bezel on the left and right edge. You don't care about the top and bottom edge, do you? Yeah, no, I don't, well, I, I kind of did because it's such a tall phone because they, they have the, those big bezels on there and it would just kind of, it's so big that it just sticks out of your pocket. But, but, right, but I was, it's always I been a big phone. That, you know, I mean, not, if you compare the Galaxy Note 8, which is almost the same as the Note 9 to the Note 5, right. I have both and they're about the same size. So you're getting yeah. more screen, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I but I hear you on the edges. I think that's definitely um, an acquired taste. I'm not a fan of the kind of fall, waterfall style edges that all the galaxies have had for a while now. Yeah, and I default. can deal with it on the on the, on the Galaxy S. It just doesn't make sense to me on a Note. I mean, when when, right. uh, when they came out with Note, the the biggest differentiator was the bigger screen and the S Pen and. It's not the screen anymore. It's what it's zero point two inches larger than the S S nine plus diagonally, so that's nothing. And then it's the S Pen, and to me, it just doesn't work as well as it used to with with those narrow bezels. No, I, I hear you, and I think that's a total valid thing for the left and right. I personally feel that I do want to maximize screen real estate. In fact, I feel that there's too much bezel on the top and bottom. Yeah. After using a phone like the Oppo Find X, I want no bezels. Oh but yeah. But I don't want the edge. Like I don't want the waterfall. Ed, like rounded edge i want i want flat and then a very thin bezel on the ends um right. and what you're what i hear you saying is you want flat but a slightly bigger edge a bezel on the end yeah slightly it, it doesn't have yeah. to be much i i thought the galaxy note 5 was was nearly perfect in its form factor for using the s pen right uh, my biggest thing is, you know, I actually talked to execs at Samsung and gave them the advice to make the S Pen a Bluetooth device. Oh, yeah? I told them that they should have a uh, use it as a camera trigger and as like a, a thing where they can attach the pen to, you know, you know, like and put it in their wallet or put it in like a on their camera strap or something to make it like turn it into one of those, uh, uh, you know, Bluetooth trackers. If you wanted to, if you don't yeah. use the pen for pen, like a lot of people, I personally, I love the note because it's a big phone with a huge screen real estate and it's really high spec. I can give an F about <laughs> the stupid S pen in terms of <laughs> taking notes. Like I don't use the S pen. I don't care about the S pen, but, but I then find why don't that you just get an S nine plus though. Yeah, no, no, but I would, you know? but it's also not as big the screen. So, so my point okay. is though, that, that. I, I hear you. And in fact, we did my top five phones so far in 2018 with still uh, Steve Litchfield on his podcast this weekend. And the S nine plus was at the top, uh, one of the top five, not the note nine for specifically the reason that it's almost a note nine and a note nine is so outrageously expensive. Oh, and yeah. I just don't see the point. Right. But, but back to the Bluetooth. So the Bluetooth S pen, I'm really excited to see because that's a suggestion I made to them last year with the note eight. And I said, look, Put a put a put a put a Bluetooth radio on a, ba a tiny battery, and I know they put an ultra capacitor that wirelessly charges the S Pen, which is really interesting. Um, in there, mm. but I, you know, I said trigger camera trigger. I said you know like um, uh, Bluetooth tracker. The other application I had for it was slide presentation, which I think they did. So yeah, I made some suggestions yeah. to them. Yeah, and and honestly, I think that's cool. Uh, but again, it's very evolutionary. The camera system is identical to the S9, right? We've got a dual aperture, uh, regular lens, 12 megapixel OIS, really, really uh, fast, uh, one, f1.5 uh, at, at the fastest uh, aperture uh, lens. And then we've got a f2.4 uh, tele 
also OIS lens, which is exactly what we have in the S9 Plus. Same processor, a bit more RAM, depending on which version you buy, right? Uh, you yeah. can buy the 8 gig version with 512 gigabyte of storage. That's insane. <laughs> but for $1,249. Oh, that is a lot of freaking money, isn't yeah, it? That's, that's yeah. more than the higher end iPhone 10. Yeah, I know. And you know what? That doesn't surprise me in some ways. But right. at the same time, I'm like, how can you justify, you know, if you eliminate the 8 gigabyte, 512 gigabyte version, which is probably overkill. Most people don't really need more than 6 gigs of RAM today. I think yeah. in two or three years, you might need 8 gigs, maybe. There was a time when 4 gigs was good enough, but I feel that's not enough now. But I'm not sure I use up all 8 gigs on my OnePlus 6, for example. But 6 gigs, I think, is solid. So I would probably buy the $1,000 6 gig, 128 gig version. Yeah. But at that point, again, you're very right that I don't use the S Pen. And even though some of the features of the S Pen are really cool, why would I buy that when I can get a Galaxy S9 Plus with the same amount of RAM uh, and basically the same phone other than the S Pen? I mean, it's, so the, hard, it's a hard sell, right? Yeah, it is. And what, one thing I was trying to get an answer to was that was they're, do, they're doing the AI camera now, like, Huawei started doing and uh, LG started doing with the, the G7 ThinQ. And um, I, I was trying to get an answer if they're going to bring that feature to the S9 and the S9 Plus because that they're, they're similar, similarly specced phones. They, they could if, if they want to. And um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know how well it's going to work. It didn't work very well on the G7, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a hard one. I, I feel like, look, the, the, there's no doubt that the note, like, again, I haven't touched it. So, you know, guys, just folks, I should say, just keep that in mind. Rich probably can give us more of a kind of hands-on, how does it feel in hand thing? I mean, you've talked a little bit about the fact that you wish it was a different um, edge design. But um, I'm, I, uh, there's no doubt that if you look, it's the most feature-packed phone ever made. Like, I mean, it's insane to me that it's IP68 with a S Pen silo, mind you, like last year's, yeah. but that that Bluetooth S Pen itself is IP68. And, you know, that there's a headphone jack, that there's this camera system, the front camera is F1.7, and it's good because of that, that it does now 60 frame per second 4K video. That, yes, like, I mean, that, I it's like that. insane. Look at the spec sheet on this thing, and it's just like blow after blow after blow of like awesomeness. And, you know, 512 gigs of storage as an option, mind you, pricey, but you can put a 512 gig micro SD card in there and get a terabyte of storage, storage in your pocket. Like, if you had told me this, Rich, 10 years ago, I'd be like, hmm, of course, Moore's Law, I get it. But how much, right? Of course, it's still very expensive, but it's like, it's insane that we can do it, right? It's insane that you can have something in your pocket that has the same storage as, you know, the a, a fully spec PC would. Uh, uh, and... I mean, mind you, you can buy PCs with four terabyte SSDs now, but um, that's not my point. My point is like the average kind of PC people buy, I usually, what, 512 or something, you know? It's kind of insane that a phone can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, I'm, I kudos to Samsung for making the, you know, checking all the boxes, but it feels a little stale. It feels very evolution, just like the S9 Plus. Yeah. Yes, of course I want an S9 Plus over an S8, but if I already had a Note 8, it'd be a really tough call to decide to 
pony up that kind of money for a Note 9, right? What if they announce this in the spring? What if they announce this alongside of the S9 and it's just part of the same family? Doesn't it make a lot more sense if they just... Doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, don't even get me started on this (laughs) two-event-a-year thing that they've got going that so many companies have. In fact, I just saw an article, I can't remember where it was, but where which was basically questioning why the hell are we doing these 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 yearly shows like why even bother releasing these phones like just release it when it's done and it doesn't have to be at the same time it doesn't have to be a yearly cycle it's it's almost like the car industry was you know i mean still is like that but i'm saying like more like you know in the 50s and 60s where every year was like an iteration on the year before just because they had to at detroit and then it was you know, at the auto show there. And it was just boring eventually. It got to the point where it was just gouty even what they were releasing, right? Because you're like, you can only do so much. We kind of have peaked reach peak phone in a way in the sense that we definitely have in many ways we 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 can buy you can buy a moto g6 for 250 bucks and get Mm -hmm. 80 percent of what you get with a galaxy s9 Regular, yeah, and that's right? a great phone. And by the way, they they have 1080p 60 frames per second video recording with that phone. I know, which is very rare in a phone. I with know, that price. it's amazing. That tells you it. how much the Snapdragons have improved over the years, yeah. like, even at the mid range. But yeah, look, I I feel I feel like I think every, like everybody else, and I think you know it's an achievement. It's a spec sheet monster. It's yeah. it's you know if you want the best of the best, it's amazing how much time and that display is still so insanely good like it I is mean, every time you pick up a galaxy high-end phone from samsung that display just boom i mean it's quad hd and it's amoled and it's yeah. perfect color it's so bright it is insane what they've managed to achieve with amoled displays i mean granted they make the display for the iphone as well iphone 10 and you know <laughs> that not, one's it's, it's not no the same slouch, no. it's really but but it's not the same you can tell they keep the yeah. best for themselves don't yeah, they? absolutely yeah um so you you touched it is it's a little heavier from spec it's a little thicker from spec does it feel any different than a note 8 though I, I don't think it feels any different. It's 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 comfortable to hold with the the glass back, and um, you know it's sexy. It's blue, and <laughs> I love the blue one with the yellow S Pen. But it's it's comfortable to yeah, hold. Yeah, walk us through the color options because I'm a little confused. I saw a yellow S Pen on some units. Is it only on the single unit? It's it's only on the on the blue one that has the yellow S Pen. All the other ones match their colors. Why did they do that? Did they explain? Did you ask? They they did not have any reason because the people on on the on the floor there that do the demo units they don't they don't have any answers, right? And they didn't give you an opportunity to like talk to any uh, execs or anything. No, no, I I saw that some people got to talk to people, but but I didn't. Yeah, I guess you know it's it's not like we're in Gadget or the Virgin and I, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to be in I used to be in Gadget. I got the royal treatment a lot in the past. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, look, and that's the other reason why, like, you know, I tried to go to New York for this because I knew that it would be really great to have some hands-on videos for my listeners, for my, my for you folks uh, who are listening to the show, you know, it's all that. I wanted to get you that content, but I'll get a review in it soon enough. And once it was obvious and clear that nobody was going to pay for my travel, you know, I could have probably used air miles to go or whatever. But, you know, I it's 
it's a kind of diminishing return thing at, the, at this point. It's a Galaxy Note, okay? Like, it's not... Like, I really wanted to go to Moto in Chicago because I didn't know exactly what we were going to get. And and I knew that potentially it was going to be that 5G mod. And that is a big... It's a it's like 5G. It's the beginning of 5G. It's, it's kind of... You know, even though it's a lot of... Mar- it was a lot of marketing, you know... BS. It was all marketing. Right? It was all marketing BS. I, you know, I, and I don't want to go in, into the Z3 and 5G mod too much because I covered that in the last two podcasts. But right. but I'm sure you feel the same way that it was a lot of marketing BS. But at the same time, you know, it was significant because it was, you know, it's rare that Motorola actually has events. And whereas, you know, we kind of knew what to expect going to a Node event. So once I figured out that I wasn't going to be able to make it without... Um, paying out of pocket i decided to just uh, cut my loss and stick around and have a look at the news stream coming in from the internets and <laughs> it was pretty much what i expected was i mean everything yeah. leaked before and it was crazy right can I, can I just say one thing about about samsung with with the note 9 though is you mentioned it before 4k 60 fps video capture yeah right and and only it's only it's still only samsung and apple that's doing it as far as i know yeah right. is it stabilized 4k though because that's the thing no, I don't you think know, so. I don't think it's stabilized on either of them, is it? I don't know. I'm asking. I, I, I might have to so. check that. If somebody wants to chime in on the internets when you listen to this show, please let me know. Because I mean, uh, they because, had it on, on the S9, and um, I don't think it was stabilized on that. I could be mistaken. I, I know that um, the Pixel 2 XL is right now the only one that I'm aware of 100% with certainty that can do 4K 30 frames per second stabilized. 30, yeah. The yeah, P20 well, the- Pro can do 4, 4K 30 stabilized. It can only 1080p stabilized. Right. I'm not sure if the Galaxy S9 can do 4K 30 stabilized. I don't care about 4K 60 that much unless it's stabilized personally. Right. right. You know? So that's always a bit more computationally intensive. It'll be interesting to see what, um, you know, what comes out of that in the sense yeah. of you know, is it stabilized or not? And because that would make, that would be really blowing. That would be really If that was the case, yeah. I'd be like, whoa. Hey, is that a dog? Yeah. Oh, awesome. We have a dog on the show, folks. Awesome. That was great. <laughs> that no, don't Luna. worry about it. It's cool. I was just more like, wait, did Rich make that sound or was it a dog? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, awesome. So, um, what else stuck out for you? I mean, price, we've talked about how insane that price is. Right. Like, um, I I can't think of anything else that really stuck out to me because it, it's really it's really just it's an S nine plus with the, with that extra S pen and um and a, a bigger display. Device. Yeah, a, a slightly, slightly bigger, display, slightly bigger right? display. Yeah, and it has everything else uh, and more more storage built in if you opt and more RAM oh, yeah. if you opt for the the crazy twelve hundred and fifty dollar version. Um, also to of note that unlike last year's Note eight. Of note, haha, that's funny. Of note, the <laughs> Note 9 has a 4,000 milliamp hour battery this year, which is quite a big battery, which is what we have on the P20 Pro, and you know how long that can last. Yes, so that's it does. exciting. <laughs> um, I think the Galaxy S9 Plus is only 3,500 milliamp hour, right? So that might be a reason to buy the Note 9 if you are like a road warrior who really needs sure, to sure. go through battery life um, like, a, like a king would. <laughs> Without restraint, because you can always plug it into wireless charging or to fast charging, which is also one of the nice things about these phones. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I want to also talk a little bit about the other things that were announced. You, did you get a chance to play with that Galaxy Watch? Interesting that they changed the branding, huh? Yeah, that was interesting that they changed the branding. They've, I mean, 
I, historically, Galaxy has been their, their Android brand, right? Because they always had something else when they did the Windows phones and they did something else for their Tizen watches. So I was a little surprised by that. And um, it's a Tizen watch again, which is really oh, yeah. interesting because there were so many rumors that they were going to do Android Wear. And I'm like, nope, not happening. <laughs> no, not Samsung. They've <laughs> been very clear that they have no intention of doing that anytime soon. Yeah. So what, did you get to play with it to try it? There's two versions. Did you did you have any uh, thoughts on them and, and hands-on feel experience? Yeah, I played with them a little bit. Um, they're, they're a lot more comfortable, especially the smaller one, where the smaller one is a lot more comfortable than your average Wear OS watch, which the ones that are on the market today are just huge and bulky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're still about half an inch thick, but um, I mean, the, the smaller one, the smaller one isn't small. Um, I, I, I think that Apple still probably makes the most reasonably sized watches, but okay. if you're using a Samsung device, I think this, this is the way to go because the, uh, well, Qualcomm's got an event coming up on September 10th. Don't forget, but yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's in my neck of the woods. It's easy to, that means SF, right? Well, I assume that, that Apple so, might be announcing iPhones on the same day, right? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, it's September tenth. It's a Monday, unless they want to do yeah, September eleventh. Yeah, it's a 11th. ballsy. It's a ballsy risk. Uh, Apple usually doesn't launch on Monday, so it'd probably be more the likely they launch on a Tuesday. Hmm. I mean, they have launched on Monday. So don't get me wrong. I I know that, but statistically speaking, they're more likely to launch on a Tuesday. Apple. So anyway, be but a look, fun week. the thing is to me about the watches is you're absolutely right. I am wearing a watch two from Huawei and I had the watch one, which is actually technically a bigger screen, but a smaller watch. And it was awesome. I love the watch one so much because even though it was a big watch, it had so much screen real estate and such a high quality OLED display. And it was relatively thin for its size that when they launched a watch two, it had a smaller display and a bigger casing and looked more like a sports watch. And I was like, that's not what I want. I wanted you to ev to evolve on this really beautiful dress watch you yeah. made with the Watch 1. So you're wearing, so wearing the Sport or the Yeah, classic? I'm wearing the Watch 2 because my Watch 1, the OLED got worn out and burnt in right. from having it always on for two years and so i had to update to the watch 2 and i removed the stupid ugly plastic band on the watch 2 and put nice little mm. custom leather band on it so it looks a lot less sporty now it looks much more classy but i wish there was a watch out there for android wear or in you know i'd be willing to go to a galaxy like a galaxy watch uh because they do work not just with samsung devices you can right. install the the app on any android phone i i i'm looking at my options because you know and, and, and we'll see what happens on that this september 10th event but i think for me it's like i don't hate android wear like i'm only interested in a smartwatch because i want three things out of it number one i want it to tell me the time always as meaning yes. I don't want the display to turn off, which I know is what Apple does to preserve the OLED. But at the same time, I hate that. And I also don't like square watches. So um, I want a round watch that has an always on OLED display. Even if that OLED does wear out after some time, I'm accepting that. Um, I yeah. do want I do want a thinner, smaller watch and I want notifications and a basic fit fitness tracking, like things like steps heart rate i don't need like all the kitchen sink i don't need nfc i don't need any of that stuff so because i don't use it for payment uh android wear nfc payment is very broken uh i shouldn't say android Wear. i should go you know, whatever it's wear os what it's called now the point is that if i can get a galaxy watch that does all these things well i'm i'll be yeah. happy so so how much smaller than a watch 2 is that small galaxy watch 
Then a oh, then a then Huawei a watch. Huawei too. watch too. Um, geez, I didn't have to look at the spec sheet, but but I mean, it feels smaller. I can tell because oh, it, it feels, it feels comfortable. It feels okay. like because I have um, I was wearing the the LG Watch Sport when uh, when we were in Europe because I was using the 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 Huawei phone, but but um, that it's just it's so big. It's it's not necessarily an ugly watch. It's just so big that if you move your wrist, it feels like it gets in the way. Right. And and I don't get that feeling from the the Samsungs. And but I, I particularly like the forty two millimeter one instead of the forty six, which does maybe a little big. Yeah, forty two is pretty small. I mean it's much gonna be much smaller than the watch too. Um interestingly, did you see the specs on those? The battery on the watch on the smaller one is almost half the size as the battery on the bigger one, which yes. could be an issue. Because one of the things I liked about my watch one from Huawei and my watch two from Huawei is the battery life. I can almost get two days out of those watches. Um, whereas my Moto 360s, the various models I've owned from the first gen to the second gens, um, I love those watches aesthetically. Especially the small Moto 360 Gen oh, 2 was awesome. Moto 360 is just the... It, it, it was the awesome. smartwatch. It was it was the I know, design. But the problem is it's the IPS panel, right? It's mm. like it uses so much juice just to stay on all the time, even with low backlight, right? Yeah. Uh, if you have it always on, if you have it like if you set it up like an i an a- Apple Watch where it just turns on when you you know look at look at it or like you do that wrist gesture, then you probably get good battery life out of it. But I felt like a day isn't enough. You know, I used to work at Pebble, so for me it's like yeah. multi day battery life <laughs> is kind of a thing. Like I'm not expecting five days like I had on a Pebble, but I am expecting a few more days. Speaking of, sorry, as an aside, don't want to derail things, but I want to let the audience, the listeners, know that I got my hands on a brand new in the box pebble time steel and pebble round pebble time round um recently unopened virgin fresh and i did a dual unboxing video that i'll be publishing very soon uh keep an eye on my channel for that so that's that's another cool like retro unboxing coming up but that's an aside i was so you think the, the the galaxy watch is definitely the nicest one yet from samsung yeah yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I also I don't mind charging smart smartwatches every night, although um, they do sleep tracking. Where um, you know Apple Watch and Wear OS, I don't think either of them natively do sleep oh, tracking. Right. So right. so you need that extra battery life if you're not just going to naturally charge it at night. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, if you're going to use it at night, I'm not going to complain having to charge it every every morning very briefly or something while I'm showering. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I mean, look, I'm a big, obviously a big smartwatch fan, having worked in the biz. And um, oh, we all are, though. You know, we I all mean, are. I mean, not. I wouldn't say not. The, I know a lot of people <laughs> who don't wear watches and don't want to wear smartwatches. But for me, it's like I filter my notifications significantly, and what I get to my wrist is like the cream of the crop, which honestly it makes my life easier. I often have my have my hands full, and I want to check. You know what? I don't really act on these notifications, but being able to see what it is, like you know, when you skyped me this morning, uh, saying you know I'm all ready to go for this show, I was actually getting a coffee, and I got I got the notification right on my smartwatch, and I didn't have to do anything. I was just holding my coffee in one hand, my car keys in the other. I was driving the Porsche this morning, hence the keys, because the Tesla doesn't have keys, uh, and. <laughs> And I, I was like, oh, Rich is ready. Cool. Awesome. Like I didn't, I mentally now I knew like you were good mm. to go. Right. I didn't have to do anything, which was really awesome. That's kind of right. what I like about a smartwatch. What I love about smartwatches is that I don't have to hear notifications going off. Like just the notification sound. 
Do you notice right. that that when when we're on a trolley in Chicago that's full of tech journalists, that's the one place in the world where you don't hear a single ringer going off at all. It's because we all have them on vibrate. We, <laughs> I you know. know. I mean, I've got my, I've never, got my another... phone. Hmm? Yeah, my phone lives on vibrate, man. Like all the time. Like I never, yeah. never ever do I have the ringer on my phones anymore. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I used to, I used to, but you know, when you have multiple phones on your person, because I do usually have three or well, four too, yeah. cargo pockets and stuff and I put them in there, you know, you got, you end up being like, this is a real major like noise, you know, thing. Like you just don't want to yeah. be that jerk, you know? Absolutely. So I've gotten used to having vibration and having a smartwatch um, adds to that because it vibrates on my wrist and then I look and I go, oh, this is not important. Forget it. Or this is important. Or sometimes I just need a snippet, right? Like I'm like, oh, it answers my question, right? Like, yeah. because I can see the first line of the, or the subject line of the email. And I'm like, oh, well, this is important. I should pick that up. I pull out the phone and, and look at it. And it's really made my life a lot easier. And as much as I didn't wear a watch until I started working for a smartwatch company, believe it or not, <laughs> um, I, um, I mean, I believed in what Pebble was doing, which is, I think, how I got the gig because I was writing about them a lot at the time. But um, I felt like um, I wasn't wearing my Pebble every day when I before I worked there. But then when I could see when I worked there, I started wearing it every day. And now I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say addicted, but I'm used to it. And so I have a smartwatch and the watch too right now on my wrist pretty much every day. Yeah, I can't um, go out without a smartwatch Also, while it's charging... And wireless charging is, is it's chi, so it's cool because you can, yeah. like the Moto 360, you just put it on a regular charging pad and it works. Uh, whereas my Watch 1 and Watch 2, the biggest drawback from this is that they're, you know, little pins on a little charging stand and those, those pins worst. eventually wear out. Yes. Um, uh, the the back the the little flat contact patch is on the back of the watch, get oxidized because of sweat and dirt. And uh, they don't charge reliably unless you kind of clean them regularly, and it's a real pain. Um, yeah, I remember when they announced the watch too, and I and I just kind of asked them like, "What about wireless charging?" And I explained ex exact exactly what you just said, and they just kind of looked at me with this blank stare. They're like, I, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. I'm like, "You clearly don't use the watches you make, you mfs." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't mean that because I love what they do. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> I do. I love what they do. Um, um, I love what they do. I just feel that sometimes they don't really listen to feedback very well. And I'm like, you know, we're, we're only giving you this feedback so that you can make products that are better so we can write great stories about them and that they, hopefully customers will buy them. I mean. Absolutely. And they make know, it's a not lot gratuitous, of cool stuff. Uh, we're not, you know, giving you p feedback just for the sake of pissing you off it's like we're really trying to help here um yeah i always tell people that that we wouldn't complain if we didn't care right it's true yeah and we're the caringest bunch <laughs> there is i think sometimes passionately so i would say um yes. and then there was a bixby speaker right i did did you play with that thing um no i mean they they had them out there but they they barely even said anything about it they're going to announce more I guess right. later this year, they said. Do we care? There's five no. people out there using Bixby <laughs> in the world right now, I think. So, does it matter? I mean, I don't get this Bixby thing. I don't understand why they're so obsessed with pushing it. It's like, why are you even bothering? Like, it is clear to me that with three ecosystems, two of them highly successful and one kind of okay, the two successful ones being Amazon and Google and the third one being Apple. Do you really right. need Samsung to come and go, hey, hey, me too, I got one. Hey, look at me, look at me. I yeah. got Bixie, I'm cool, I'm cool. Like, come on. 
Right, and and don't forget about the fourth not successful at all Microsoft because oh god, I'm, don't I'm, even bring that up. <laughs> I'm just looking to my left. I have an Amazon Echo. I have the Harman Kardon Invoke, and I and I have the new uh, Lenovo Smart Display with Google Assistant. So I have everything except a uh, um, Siri up here, and you know I, I I love the Google Assistant one. Like, like these these things serve a purpose, right? It's just, absolutely. Why do we need another? How do you feel about the the Novo smart display? By the way, I'm curious. I don't. I haven't requested reviewing it yet because I'm kind of like really busy with phones. Um, yeah. Do you do? You, would you recommend that over just a regular Google Home or what? Yeah, I think so. I, I I it's my favorite of the three that I just mentioned, and it's it just adding a screen just kind of adds another dimension to the to the smart assistant where you can just you say what's the weather and it shows you a forecast rather than just telling you what's happening right now or a two minute long message about what's happening right now and what's going to happen over the next three days. Or you can ask it for a recipe and it'll guide you through cooking something. So if you have this thing in the kitchen, it makes sense. And um, it it just, it just adds that extra dimension, which is really nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to trying it out. I just need to get my hands on one. That'll probably happen in the fall uh, yeah. at some point. I'm a little backed up right now. Um, but um, yeah, well, so did you have fun? Was it a good event? You got to hang out with everyone? Yeah, yeah. It was that's right. the I fun mean, part. It, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the, the Samsung events. So they're so packed. You know, it's it's almost oh, yeah. exhausting just going. That's there. why they're called unpacked because they're trying yeah. <laughs> to tell you that it's actually manageable, but it's not. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh boy, yeah. So listen, speaking of Lenovo, um, I think we've mostly covered the note and all that stuff pretty well. I wanted to kind of maybe move on to that mix, mix, whatever yes. it's called, six thirty. Well, I call yeah. it the mix. I I don't know. Mix, okay. Uh, mix 630, <laughs> um, Snapdragon 835, Windows 10, a tablet convertible 2-in-1 that you unboxed on your channel. Please look in the yes. show notes, folks, for uh, links to all that goodness. Um, yeah, do tell me about that. W what is your take on that? Okay, so um, first of all, it's it's pretty terrible. I, I mean... <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, no, it's it's not even. It's like this is this is first gen stuff. Um, so I mean, late 2016, Microsoft and Qualcomm announced that they're gonna make Windows 10 PCs on a Snapdragon 835, and they're going to emulate x86 apps on them, so it'll be a full Windows experience. That was cool, and, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very cool that they're doing this, and. You know, it's just not not very good yet. I I haven't even taken it out of S mode yet, which means I'm only running apps that are coming from the Microsoft Store. I'm using the Edge browser. You're very brave. Yeah, well, I mean, I I have to review it, right? So so, I yeah. wanted to do two weeks in S mode and then two weeks in Pro. So right now I'm still in S mode and it's struggling a lot. Um, and this thing has a Snapdragon 835 processor, four gigs of RAM. 128 gigs of storage and it cost 899 dollars ouch yeah so so it's just i mean considering a, a windows 10 pc that you can get for that price with an intel processor i mean I, I can't recommend one of these to somebody right now unless you really want that additional battery life that comes with an arm processor yeah i mean the other thing that's really tough to swallow here is that um so as you mentioned in your unboxing you know, at, at the event in Hawaii last year, Qualcomm, um, you know, basically had Asus and HP, HP there yeah. to launch their respective uh, Snapdragon 835-based Windows 10 
uh, devices. One was a standard laptop, the other one was a convertible 2-in-1, very similar to the Lenovo. And then Lenovo announced theirs at CES. And But the thing that's kind of crazy to me is that, I mean, you know, obviously, first of all, the reviews of the first two came out pretty quickly, you know. Yeah, and around, I don't know why Lenovo waited. in the winter. Yeah. But then Lenovo waited this long to launch theirs. And the crazy thing is that, Snap, uh, you know, not Apple, Qualcomm has announced the Snapdragon 855. 850. Sorry, 850. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I keep <laughs> thinking 55 because it's the next one for phones. Right, That's right. what we, you know, this is a not confirmed, but we expect the new Snapdragon for phones to be 855. Yeah, so the 850 was announced, which was which is an optimized for Windows 10 and tablet laptop type devices. Yes. And you know, we haven't we're not going to see those devices till the winter the winter, right? Right, so holiday why would you season, even, I said. Why would you even bother to sell this thing at this point? It's like if you had launched like shipped it a month after CS or two months after CS, like before that 850 announcement, maybe you would have gotten some traction. I think a lot of this has to do with like a partnership with Microsoft, like Microsoft and Qualcomm came out with this thing and they needed device partners for this. And they get, they came up with three device partners and three devices. And, and like, it's very much, it, it feels like, like a proof of concept, like, Hey, look, here's this thing. It has an arm processor. It's not windows RT. You can run X86 apps on it. It can't run X64 apps by the way, which is, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, it's just, it, like, it's really just that, that first-gen thing. Like, we just have to show that we can do it. Then later this year, we'll have the, the real devices that you'll want to buy, hopefully. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a big fan of the idea. Like, I want to make it very clear that I'm not being negative towards this. I love what Qualcomm's doing. I love what Microsoft is doing. And kudos to Lenovo, HP, and Asus yeah. for trying. The prices are too high. The performance is too low with 835. Uh if that thing sold for 500 bucks with an 850 in it, I'd be like, okay. And you know, like if it was like, if it was like the surface go, which is freaking awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've played with one. I, I yeah. Completely I, blown away by how great that thing is. I was, I was expecting, yeah, you know, it's just like a surface four, right? Like, like the three was, but just, you know, revised and it turns out no 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 they actually did their homework and did it right it was like wow if it was a surface go running snapdragon 850 with yeah. um with for for the same price i'd, be, I'd be all over it because of lte connectivity always on all the good things that they promise right because honestly what do i do on my windows machine or mac or even chrome box or chrome book i mean is <laughs> i use i use a web browser the majority of the time the reason i use my mac a lot is for audio editing and for video editing um and that's sometimes batch photo editing which is just faster on local storage and stuff but ultimately i don't really care so much i've got some legacy x um x86 32-bit apps that would run flawlessly on these machines today like old versions of photoshop yeah. like cs5 i have a license for that um for windows it would work perfectly on that machine right so i don't know i'm torn because i get the idea i know what they're trying to do but at that price with the level of performance we've seen so far it's kind of pie in the sky still right well, I, I think it gets there eventually. I mean, Qual Qualcomm's oh, yeah. processors, obviously, they're much more powerful every year. And the, the 850 is based on the Snapdragon 845, which, they're, well, they're, they're almost identical, to be honest. And, and, and 
then next year they'll have, I, I assume they'll call it an 860, and, and they'll, they're also apparently going to announce a Snapdragon 1000 series that's supposed to go in Ultrabook types of devices. So hmm. as these things get better over time, well, I mean, that, that's a rumor, I should say. They haven't announced Where is it. my Snapdragon 900, Rich? <laughs> like... Oh, I know what's going to happen. No, I'm calling you now. Okay, let's go through this together. Um, what's going to happen is the Snapdragon 1000 will come out. It'll be the king of the hill. It'll be in the best smartphones and tablets and laptops. And then, and there'll be different versions optimized for phones and for laptops. And I'll have the yeah. X50 modem, 5G modem baked in, right? And then mm -hmm. there will be a slightly cheaper version, like the 700 is to the 800 called the yes. 900 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yep i'm calling it now watch it happen you that know wouldn't it. surprise me at all because i i do think that qualcomm is going to start doing more and more of these different tiers yeah and that's you cool know. yeah that's that fine cool. right and um can't complain you, you know do you remember when they did the snapdragon 820 and they compared it to a core i3 yeah i do remember that yeah. that was a little interesting i would say yeah i i don't um I don't think they should have made that comparison because now now we're on an A thirty five and th this thing doesn't it's it's not on on par with a with an i three at all. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're quite there yet on their claims and performance. You know, I mean, there are like the, a few friends of mine have reviewed the ASUS and the um, HP devices with the A thirty five. And they said the battery life wasn't quite there. Like, if you start really hitting her hard, it would not get close to what it, you know, claimed. And I buy, I believe that, I buy it. Because well, it's to like, me, it's the standby battery you, life, really. If you game on one of the Snapdragon lap, uh, phones, you know, your battery life takes hit. I mean, it's much better yeah. than it used to be. But it's expected, right? You've, the display is always on, the processor and the GPU are cranked up. Um, I get it. It's cool. I'm not, I'm not a hater. Like, <laughs> I just feel that, you know... Um, there's a very narrow band of activities that bring the kind of battery life you expect. Well, and you're the right, things, the standby is really yeah, not that great. Because, I yeah. mean, they, they use the, 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 the powerful cores, like it's an octa-core processor, and Intel doesn't do this, where there's the more efficient cores that are running the background notifications. So that's why these things can be always on, and they can deliver those background notifications and different background tasks during standby and still not use as much battery life. True, true. Yeah. I mean, look, let's give them a chance. I'm totally gung-ho on the 850. I want to see what it delivers. I And, and I repeat this to manufacturers that hopefully might be listening to this show, is that you please please make make me an, a something really sexy. Like, the, the <laughs> Lenovo and the HP are, are, they're nice, but I feel they're frumpy. Like, they're not, I'm not, I'm expecting more from something with a Snapdragon device in it, okay? Like, I'm expecting so thin and light that my mind is blown, okay? Like, yeah. because there's no reason. And, you know, yes, battery life should be a priority. And, of course, connectivity is going to be in there. But but maybe you can compromise a little bit on battery life in so far that if it can reach the level of battery life of a good Intel device in terms of mm -hmm. duration, and you add the LTE for free, basically, um, and, yes, and, and that's the performance is there, oh, and then uh, it's thinner and lighter, then we have something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like the the LTE thing is big because on on all the all the Intel PCs that that have a cellular option, it's an option. It's it's a premium. So right. so so this comes baked into the Qualcomm chipset. So I mean, that's well, they're charging a lot for them anyway. But 
I mean, you get a pace with service, right? But that's, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. that's going to change. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of tablet slash laptop plans like for Timo and stuff that just add like five bucks to your plan. And I think, you know, same with the smartwatch plans. I mean, the reality is, it is what it is. There, there's, there's, that's not what I'm too worried about right now. Considering how much more expensive 5G is going to end up being, I think, in the end, you know, yeah. we're going to, yeah. So I mean, it's 2018, right? It's 2018. Yeah. I want everything I own to be connected to the internet all the time, no matter where I am. That's all I want. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask. It's not much to ask. Um, I feel like I'm contributing with my car being constantly connected to the LTE. That's the best yeah. part. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's life-changing for sure, you know. Um, and, and I think that 5G is going to really bring that dream to fruition with the capacity and the latency and everything. Yeah, um, I, so. I just don't trust Verizon with, with whatever they're, whatever they're going to price it at. It's it's going to work. I mean, I, I, I see speed tiers coming and oh absolutely yeah and remember this is millimeter only right now as far as i know yes. i asked the tough questions when we were there and they're like oh no it's not sub six i'm like can the device do sub six and <laughs> it's they in didn't there. want to answer they said it's know? in there they they said it's, it's in there but it doesn't do anything right in, yeah, in the mod in the modal yeah mod. but yeah. i mean 28 gigahertz uh, millimeters is only going to work outdoors in the best of cases in urban settings that's it and so then you're going to fall yeah. back to lte so i mean the only way i can see them working um, having this work financially price-wise right now is that whatever extra you pay for 5g in the plan also subsidizes that 5g mod Mm. you know like it costs you zero dollars it comes with it it's locked into anyway because there's a sim is not removable it's not an e-sim but it's embedded in there um right. and and can't be replaced by an end user so you know and also with all the band everybody getting different bands it's going to be a while before bands get harmonized on 5g that a device can be universal between networks so yeah sure. this is going to be a you know verizon only but uh we've talked about this quite a bit already i wanted to talk to you about ask you about a phone that is crossing my desk right now that i have in my pockets that i just unboxed called the zenfone 5z which uh was announced at mwc 2018 we're talking february end of february and mm. finally Speaking of like Lenovo Mix that was launched at CS and finally available now, <laughs> this right. thing is the same. It was it was announced at, at MWC and you know technically went on sale in June I think in certain markets and the US just got it unlocked. You have to buy through a SUS. Uh, and I'm like, it's a nice phone. It's a flagship phone. Stopped at eight forty five. I love their designs. It's beautiful. Yeah. But I'm like, wait, like why does it take you so long to launch this thing? Like. You were the first to announce other than essential, which is not technically a notch. It's a, it's a whole punch to the display. <laughs> um, but other than, uh, you know, you're the first Android phone with a real notch that looks like the iPhone notch announced at MWC. And yet you did not make that phone available to users until Ju June in some markets in August in the US. What gives? Asus. Yeah, it do it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, well, uh, the specs aren't exactly dated. I mean, there's going to be Snapdragon 845 phones announced all fall this year, but it's still it just doesn't make sense why they had to, had to wait so long for it. Yeah, I don't know. Have you played with it at all? No, no, I haven't. Um, are you planning to get one just to play with, or are you just too busy right now? I'm too busy. <laughs> To be honest, yeah, I, mean, I figured. I'm, I mean, honestly, look, no. I'm torn with it. What's interesting, just to give you a quick idea, so it's Snapdragon 8, 845. Um, 
It has, um, I think the one I have is 6 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage, or 6 gigs and 128. I can't remember. I think it's 128. Um, and... Um, it has, I uh, can't remember what size display, but it's a smaller phone. It's like more like the P20 than the P20 Pro. It's smaller than like right. a Pixel 2 XL or a Galaxy S9 Plus. It's more like the size of a Galaxy S9. So it's a little more manageable in hand. Of course, 18-9 aspect ratio, a little bit of a chin, um, but not much. It's got the notch up the top. It's an IPS panel. Uh, I think it's 1080p, and it's got dual cameras on the back, stabilized regular camera, uh, OIS, and then it's got a wide angle, like the G7 from LG. So that's interesting. That's rare. Because, yeah, it's rare. And so in that sense, that makes it an instant phone. I think the battery is, I can't remember, 33,000-something. Um, the watch the unboxing video, I had all my specs and memorized for that for one, so uh, I'll point you there. But oh, uh, yeah, it's I watched a nice... It this yeah, it's a nice looking phone. Yeah. Um, it um, it looks very uh, premium. It's you know a glass sandwich, um, mm. so it's got that spun metal look, but in the glass in the back, which is a typical ASUS uh, design. But does and it support wireless charging? It does not support wireless ah. charging, as far as I know. I, I haven't checked. I, I don't have a pad where I am right now. But as soon as I get to SF, I'll try it again. Uh, what's interesting, though, Rich, is. This phone is almost a clone of the iPhone 10 in terms of design. Like the shape, the, the, mm -hmm. the corners, the roundness, the camera module, the camera module orientation. The only thing that's different and you can tell it apart is fingerprint reader in the back. And of course, the flash is below the two camera pod or oval thing, not between the two camera like on the iPhone. Um, but from the front, it's hard to tell apart from an iPhone. The notch, they shape the notch to be almost identical. Um, whereas, you know, the, the OnePlus 6 and the P20 Pro, they're, they're not just a slightly different shape than what the iPhone, a little wider or whatever, so you can tell them apart. That's, of course, because we're nerds and we would see these things. Most people <laughs> wouldn't know anyway. But, I mean, look, it's an interesting phone. I'll, I'll play with it for a bit, let, let people know what I think uh, in a future podcast. But I want to put it on your radar that I have it. It's there. It's uh, watch the unboxing video. It's not often we get an Asus phone to play with, right? Yeah, those are, I mean, I don't hear about them much. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the last one I played with was Zenfone AR, I think, which was about a year ago oh. in September last year. And that was a Snapdragon 821. And that phone had been announced at CES, and it came out in September. Wow. Oh, so they do this regularly then? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's on the US. I think, yeah, actually, no, it didn't come out anywhere else either. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a SUS. Somehow they like to announce their phones at CES and MWC and launch them in the fall. Or in the By the summer. way, I, I do have a problem with phones that that do the glass back and don't do wireless charging. Like, yeah, like it's Motorola stupid, does. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well, you, then you just you're just trying to make it look pretty, but now it can shatter. <laughs> uh, I can't fault you for this reasoning. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of of odd looking phones and weird announcements, uh, Palm has come yeah. back from the dead to join Nokia and BlackBerry in the great zombie sky in the pie in the sky of uh, of Android world. With a 3.3-inch... <laughs> uh, yeah, there's rumors <laughs> of a Palm-branded phone with some leaks. Uh, check the show notes for a link uh, to a story by The Verge, but um, I don't know if you guys covered it on NeoWin. Uh, I know I, I checked what you wrote, but I didn't see it in your in your lineup. Uh, basically, no, I, it's someone else wrote it. It's a Palm phone. 
uh, branded. You know, the brand was acquired by, I think, by a Chinese company, uh, for the phone part, at least. Uh, it's Android, of course, but the, what's interesting is that it's tiny. Uh, you said 3.3 yeah. inches, uh, that's as far as we know, and it's the code mm. name for it is Pepito, which, by the way, is a really, really tasty kind of cookie slash cracker you can buy in France. Really? Uh, if you're ever in France, go to the, um, go to the corner store or whatever the equivalent is and get yourself a little, uh, it, they look like, you know, those, those hit, uh, cookies that are in a round cardboard package. So that this is the same kind of uh, round package where they're all stacked, kind of like, uh, um, you know, the, the equivalent would be here, like the hit, um, cookies that are like uh, basically look like a sandwich of chocolate between two wafers um cool. that's the same thing but they're not a sandwich of chocolate there's just a a pastry and like chocolate on top it, it's kind of like half oreo um <laughs> but they're tasty and so uh, that's it, you know that's the code name for this phone we don't know much about it but it looks very low mid-range spec-ish so who knows yeah, i mean it's, it's good to see the palm brand come back i guess way, let's talk about that branding all right let's <laughs> the your plan. opinions rich has them let's hear them <laughs> well just, just that that logo on the back is is it's kind of killing me inside <laughs> you know is it yeah, palm well, what, what what is it Oh, I don't know. It's a weird one, right? <laughs> like it's so. In case you haven't seen the photos yet and you're listening, it's the letter P, the letter A, and below the letter P is the letter L, and below the letter A is the letter M. So it's organized in a square, and it says P A L M, and it's very sad face looking. <laughs> it is. It's just. It's such a weird device, though. Like it's got that vertical camera housing, but it's a single lens and a flash. And yeah, it looks like a, a tiny, tiny iPhone 10. It yeah. definitely looks like a glass sandwich with a metal frame, or it could all be plastic. It's hard to it tell, but from what I can see here, I would say that the display is not 18.9. Or at least no. if it is, it, there's definitely a bezel on the top. If you do some color adjustment on the photo that they published, you can kind of see that there's a line between the status bar there and, and the camera and, and here piece. But at that display, size, I wouldn't be surprised if they did four by three. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. I, I have a feeling it looks like 69 to me. And then there's like the hmm. dot, dot, dot hardware button, like capacitive button below. I don't think that's part of the display. Hmm. Um, and as you said, an oval shaped single camera and flash module in the back. And who knows? Who knows what's it's 720p, 3.3 inches, supposedly. Wah, wah. <laughs> I mean, at that size, I mean, I it might be pretty particularly good. It's low a, resolution. No, it's not bad size. for that size yeah. display. Snapdragon 435, so about the same speed and performance as the Moto G6. 3 gigs of RAM, 30 gigs of storage, uh, and Android Oreo. Where's my Pi? My freaking Pi, folks. Um, I mean, it's going to be a little while before Pi shows up, right? Obviously. Yeah, of course. I, I, these I kind of phones. Mm. Mm. So who buys yeah. this? Whoa, Rich, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not judging. Like, that's not my job to tell you who buys this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, who does buy this? I would buy this because it's cool. It depends okay, on the yeah. price. Because <laughs> I, I do look, this. I, I want to remind you folks that HTC made the Aria or Aria a-R-I-A, back in the day, which was a tiny 3.2, 3, 3 inch 
uh, HTC Android phone. It had all the HTC goodness. It was a mid-range phone. And it was around the time that HTC was really popular and popping, pumping out phone after phone after phone. And that phone was really lovely to use. It was really small. Yeah. Along the same line, Sony Ericsson, when they still existed as a Sony Ericsson thing, maybe actually it was after that. Maybe it was just Sony. But shortly after the Sony Ericsson breakup, um, there was an Android phone, like in the early days of Android, made by Sony that was uh, water-resistant and sh and basically like dust-resistant, you know, like, like rugged, um, that had a three-inch display. It was really tiny. It was tiny, tiny, tiny. It was thick, though, because it was rugged and everything. But I remember reviewing it. There's probably a video somewhere on my YouTube or something. Um, so it's not... The first time we've seen phone and remember i want to point this out remember the original iphone was 3.5 inches and remember right. that the original android phone the g1 in fact its successor the htc dream had a 3.2 inch display and we lived perfectly happily with that yes, remember <laughs> when the htc evo 4g came out and the htc hd2 and they had 4.3 inch display and our brains literally exploded. Well, what about when the original Galaxy Note came out? The five inch Five tablet. inch display. <laughs> I know five inches, guys. Like, you know, every phone is five inch now or more than that. Oh, the, the, the small phones are five inches now. Correct. For, yeah. So just, just, yeah, point of reference. In fact, I would love to find an original Galaxy Note just to put it next to a normal phone today and, and, and realize how tiny it is. Yeah. It was a bit weird because it had a weird aspect ratio, right? Wasn't it 3.2? It was okay. really wide. I remember the original yeah. being really wide. Yeah, I don't remember what the aspect ratio was. Anyway, somebody out there, remind me. I reviewed it for Engadget. It was like, how can I not remember this? Anyway, <laughs> um, the point is that this could be good. I mean, this could be could also be. terrible and horrible and sad. And lots of sadness could happen. I think it'll be good if you want a phone that's that size. I don't I don't know if it'll ever be a mass market type of thing. Like, the, the market has moved on from, from those small phones. Yeah, but you know, there are some people who like to go party. And I know a lot of ladies, friends of mine, and women who uh, prefer to kind of tuck their phone in their bra, you know? like Okay. So, like, a big note, like, doesn't fit very well in there it's not that discreet but you can stick a little tiny little palm 3.3 inch in there pretty happily so that's true maybe that's what it's for you know i don't know sometimes you got to accessorize who knows <laughs> i mean i think there's a market for i just don't think it's going to be huge just in the same way as the key 2 has a market but uh who right. buys that right and and you know i mean etc etc but a variety is what android brings to the table absolutely so i'm happy about it um before we wrap up, I want to quickly talk about uh, something that maybe you know more about because you follow Windows a lot. Uh, Windows 10 support on Chromebooks, a story on Engadget about uh, Google, uh, you know, basically supporting some sort of dual boot option on some Chromebooks. Um, I had no idea this was even in the works. When, when um, supposedly Pixelbooks included in that? What? Yeah, I've, I've, well, it end. makes a lot of sense to me. Um, well, I mean, on, on Intel-based Chromebooks, it makes a lot of sense to me. Right, on on ARM-based Chromebooks, I don't think they're going to be able to do it in general. Because, I mean, Windows 10 right now, all, as far as ARM goes, Windows 10 only supports Snapdragon 835. Right. So, so you also need, uh, the report I saw today was from uh, XDA, and that, that said you need at least 40 gigs of, of storage on the machine. 
Right, that makes but, sense. So yeah, I mean, well, well, the the Windows 10 uh, requirements is is 16 gigs on a 32 bit system and and 20 gigs on a 64 bit system. Right, and, but I mean, it makes sense to me for the same reason that that it made sense for Apple to do boot camp years ago because there are people that say I don't want a Chromebook because it's not going to meet my needs. It's it's some people. Well, I mean, it's it's not just a browser anymore, but it's it's. Still, it's yeah. running mo- mobile applications, so so people look at it like this, and you say, "Well, you can always install Windows if you need to, and then you'll have Chrome OS." And obviously, Chrome OS is going to continue to mature in the future; like it's it's going to get there. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I think, and, and like I said, it makes sense in the same way that it made sense for Apple because it it gives people who purchase one an alternative. And if that's the, the if that was the barrier to to entry, that barrier is now eliminated. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Chrome OS. Personally, would want to stick with it in most situations. But I have to say the Chrome, the Pixelbook hardware is so hot and sexy and amazing. I have one that would be interesting to run Windows 10 on that um, if you needed to do a bit more heavy lifting. Um, And and so that came as a bit of a surprise to me, but I'm also kind of excited about it. So keep let's keep our eyes out for what happens with that because i think this uh, might be a great way to sell more devices um yeah i think that's going to be pretty cool and and but sure. i mean it's going to be a, a small amount of chromebooks that that it actually works on because that you do need the it does need an intel chip but um you know maybe we'll see more of those devices in the future it, it i think it's going to be pretty cool for sure. Well, listen, we should wrap it up. I want to give you an opportunity to tell people on the show where they can find you on the internets, online, <laughs> out there in the sky, in the cloud. Well, as always, they can, um, you know, you can find my, my work on NeoWin, the NeoWin YouTube channel. And then on, on, on Twitter, I'm the Rich Woods Instagram, although I don't Instagram as much as I should. Uh, same thing, the Rich Woods. That's where. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, follow Rich if you want uh, to, you know, I think it's a really good balance of phones, laptops, uh, you know, kind of more technical articles around Windows stuff and, and gaming, laptops and PCs. It's, it's cool. I, I love what you guys are doing over there when you win and I'm certainly a big fan. And now that you've, you know, we've got a P20 Pro, we're going to see more Instagrams. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I love that P20 Pro. It's just that that camera kind of spoils me for a lot of other devices. I know, And it I sets know. the bar so much higher it is such a game changer having that that zoom lens too right yeah um and you guys know where to find me i'm tanker on and the internet that's tanker like the comic book character but with the vowels dropped so t-n-k-g-r-l on twitter same on instagram you can find my youtube channel at youtube.com slash miriam it's my full name spelt out miriam with a y um you'll find some complimentary videos to this podcast things that show you in visuals what i'm talking about on the show um and lots of unboxing i'm a big fan of unboxings it's fun um and then um you know don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel like the videos if you do and subscribe to the podcast mobiletechpodcast.com is where you can find the rss feed but more importantly we're in the directory on uh, on apple Podcasts, which is itunes on google podcasts on pocket casts uh, overcast slacker stitcher tune in radio everywhere if you can't find me by just googling mobile tech podcast add tankgirl t-n-k-g-r-l to that and you'll definitely find me then because there's a lot of keywords that respond to that um 
And finally, I want to thank our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is the place to go for audiobooks. So if you love listening to books instead of reading them for whatever reason, you're driving, your eyes are tired, you want to fall asleep, whatever it is, you should check out Audible.com. And more importantly, if you go in the show notes below here, there'll be a link to a deal. Uh, you can sign up and support the podcast. It's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. Rich, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to have you on again maybe when the Snapdragon 850 devices come to the to light. That would be pretty awesome, those laptops and tablets with Windows 10. Yeah, I'd love to. We'll see how it goes. But uh, in the meantime, stay tuned for another show next week, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.